The following is a fourth hand production. Dude, what are you doing? I'm making magic happen. No, you're playing the Three's Company intro on a loop. Not just the intro, the first fucking line of the intro. I know. Perfect, right? No, it has nothing to do with the show. You know what? I, I warned you last week. That's it. You're done. You're done. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Well, you silly fools are not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that is sure of one thing, and that is that John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald were in fact the same man. This is Hysteria 51. It only makes sense, John. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your humble host, John Goforth. And about me, that's so impressive, is how infrequently I mention all of my successes. That other voice you heard is my co-conspirator in this mayhem we call a show, Mr. Brent Hand. Thanks, John. You know, the similarities between Booth and Oswald really are too much to ignore. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald, 1939. Clerical error replaced a nine with an eight, an eight with a nine. Boom. No. 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 Plus, both were known by three names, and both names were comprised of 15 letters. Shut up. Both shot presidents on a Friday, and both in the head, and they were Southerners, John. Shut up. Not to mention, Booth ran from a theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in, you guessed it, a theater. Shut up. And the clincher. Both were assassinated before their trials. Or were they? Someone unplug me. <laughs> that other voice you just heard, like a like a Commodore 64 with a sound blaster and a meth problem, is the one, the only, Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is a robot that Brent created to help host the show. Unfortunately, he spends most of his time coming up with clever ways to kill us and working on his Lost in Space cosplay. My computer is the best on Earth. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. He can dress up all he wants. He's still an ass, John. By the way, did he do his one job and print the outline yet? Ah, uh, yes. Seabot also picks the topic each week and is our head researcher. Seabot, what's up this week? Plugged in and powered up. It's the cranky conspiracy bot with tonight's topic. You're all idiots. Well, children. This week we're taking a look at the possibility that H.H. Holmes could have been Jack the Ripper. Printing the outline now. Ugh. Fucking H.H. Holmes, man. I I guess we're never going to upgrade this. (laughs) We're really doing an entire show on this fucking topic. We just did H.H. Holmes. We just did a double parter on Jack the Ripper right before that. So I guess the fourth time's the charm? Back into the world of Gilded Age serial killers. Mm, When men were men and they all had mustaches, or as Joe Peck likes to say, they were... Mustachioed. There you go. Look, you made me the researcher. I already have stuff on both killers, and I've been busy this week. (laughs) Busy? Doing what? I mean, I I, should have... Robot. John, I blame you for that. 100%. 100%. Anyway, we haven't said hello yet to our returning guest. He's already spoke, which he's not supposed to until we acknowledge him. So we need to, we need to edit that out. Edit we'll that out. Just, probably just not invite him back to the show after this. I think is he, the will, he will never come back on this show. Now, more clueless nonsense with our special guest. And 
he talks too damn much, so we welcome him back for the last time once again. Our good friend and colleague, Mr. Joseph Peck. Pecker! Pecker! Pecker. His name is Pecker. Welcome to be here. (laughs) You know, that's why we keep you around. Dynamic drop-ins like that. Those broadcast lessons are really paying off, Joe. They came with a t-shirt and a pizza party. Yeah, well, you know, correspondence school is everything it's cracked up to be. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perfect. I mean, that's actually perfect for him. We're glad you can make it back. Nope. Ignore him. All right, Brent, let's get into this disaster. How exactly are we going to tie H.H. Holmes to Jack the Ripper? Good question, John. That's a, that's a good question. No, literally, you 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 have to give us the rundown now of, of how we're going to do that for the show. No. <laughs> of course. Uh, what was I thinking? First, we'll look at the history of both and the similarities between them. We'll then talk you through the possibilities of them being the same based on those similarities. Then we'll take a quick bathroom break. In other words, you three meat sacks are going to make shit up for 20 minutes, then pause this thing to go grab more beer. And your point is, my friend? Like, literally, you've been part of this show. You know that. Then we'll take a deeper dive into the differences between the two. We'll get some expert testimony on the matter. And the end of this abomination will be our thoughts. And by that, I mean their thoughts and my factualities. I think is the best way to put it. Wait a minute. Now I'm confused. Are we doing Booth and Oswald or are we doing Seabot and Goforth? No, we're doing Holmes and Ripper. Oh, Holmes. oh, 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 Ripper. Now I understand. Ripper. Thanks for playing along. Not to be confused with Jack the Tripper from our last time. Oh, Lord. Are we ever going to get away from that? Spoiler alert. No. <sighs> Sounds like a nail biter. Anyway, uh, can't wait to hear where you fall on the subject. <laughs> uh, screw you. I mean, John, uh, why don't you give us the Reader's Digest, the Gofopedia entry, if you will, on each guy, and we'll break it down from there. Have you bought that yet? I haven't. You, you know, it's like $3, and I, the way I see it, you're not really worth it. Thank well, you. Frankly, I don't understand why it's only available on CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> I made it through Check Mark Charlie by the skin of my teeth. Remember the fucking encyclopedia commercials in the 80s? <laughs> Gofopedia. I, it turns out uh, Conspiracy Bot just got a CD-ROM uh, drive put in. He's been using Encarta 95 like it's nobody's it's business. It's true. Oh, that's funny. C-Bot was telling me just this morning that he's been buying the Gofo Encyclopedia one volume at a time down at the local Kroger. <laughs> You guys remember that? I'm saving up my stamps. <laughs> my new brand. <laughs> All right. First, let me tell you about Jack the Ripper. From August 7th to September 10th, 1888, Jack the Ripper, also known as the Whitechapel Murderer, and Leather Apron terrorized the Whitechapel District in London's... Old Leather Apron himself. <laughs> in London's East End. And although this was only a threat to a very small section of the community in a relatively small part of London, the murders had a huge impact on society as a whole. He killed at least five prostitutes and mutilated their bodies in a very unusual manner. (laughs) Indicating that the killer had knowledge of human anatomy, Jack the Ripper never captured... uh, Oh, God. (laughs) Jack the Ripper was never captured and remains one of England's, if not the world's, most infamous criminals due to the unprecedented coverage in the media of the time and to this day. Never heard of him. Moving on. There was one other guy that we were going to talk about tonight, and his name was H.H. H. Holmes. Mm. Born in 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, Herman Webster Mudgett. Beijing Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. Better known under the name Dr. Henry Howard Holmes. Mr. Holmes. Or more commonly, H.H. Holmes. Mr. Holmes. (laughs) He was one of America's first serial murderers. He took over a Chicago pharmacy and built it into an elaborate maze of death traps to which he lured numerous victims during the 1893 World's Fair. While he confessed 27 murders, only nine could be plausibly confirmed. Several of the murders he confessed to were people who were actually still alive. He was eventually captured and hanged until his death in 1896. Quick question. Is the smoking gun, those those 27 people, some of which who were still alive that he confessed to their murder, 
did they die? Um, to me, that's the smoking gun. Yeah. <laughs> in 1930, they died. Yeah, smoking gun. <laughs> but did 30, you die? He clearly <laughs> killed them if but they died. But did you die? <laughs> 34 years after his death. Well, it was a, it was a long-acting poison. They call that the slow burn. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just saying. Like Joe's jokes, man. Yeah, slow burn. We're all eventually going to laugh, right? He's really slow, and sometimes he it burns when you're around him. It's a or when he pees. It's like an onion. And if you cut him open, it, it makes it even worse. Well, that's true. I'm, I'm guessing. Like an... Guessing. Onion. Like an onion or a tauntaun. We, fun- we make fun of Joe's <laughs> jokes and Brent hits a flat line. Onion jokes, ladies line. and gentlemen. I am even get googly piss-off eyes from our producer. She's... Hmm. We all know I'm the only reason this show even gets a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is my goal at all times. I shoot for the stars. <laughs> so our goal tonight is to discuss the world-renowned H.H. Holmes and the possibility that he could have been the Whitechapel murderer himself, Jack the Ripper, who was never identified. We're talking about the history between the two and the similarities between the two. And if you haven't listened to our, I, I would say, epic shows, then just uh, forget it. On Jack the Ripper, two-parter <laughs> on Jack the Ripper and one long-parter on H.H. Holmes, go back and listen now. We'll wait. They, my nickname in high school was Long Parter. I don't know if you remember that or not. I, you know what, man? I've known you probably and since it wasn't fifth, because of my beautiful grade, locks. and I, I don't remember that at all. The girls' locker room—they talked about it. You were probably—I mean, you were in there a lot, right? Through uh, <laughs> your transition phase. <laughs> oh, he turned uh, it on me. He I did see what it. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so, got to laugh. Let's talk. Killers! You know, this thing was so huge, it was, you know, <laughs> bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> you can't talk serial killers, John and Joe, without talking about Jack the Ripper. He's the world's first prolific serial killer. But then you Not gotta first, go but like prolific. Prolific. Look it I, up. Well, wait. Bar none, I am the most humble list. Number one at the top of the humble list. Of uh, killers. <laughs> and then you move to America and you've got Holmes, who was America's first serial killer. When a how time when they times, didn't even use the term serial killer. How many times on this show are we going to say first serial killer? Seven all- more, I've counted. <laughs> okay. We did we did the Zodiac, like, well, he was, he was the first serial killer. No, the difference is serial killer was coined at that time. They didn't have the term serial killer to then. Now they're looking back in time and saying, well, Holmes was the first American serial killer. We're going to do John Wayne Gacy, America's first serial killer, asterisk, dressed as a clown. Second, America's second serial killer from Chicago that mattered. Well, that frankly, John, I'm glad you brought that up at this time because I've been meaning to pitch you guys on an idea I had, which was I have specific information around the Philippines for a serial killer <laughs> that I really think would be a great show. I thought that's just where you went for your <laughs> testosterone treatments. Well, and now they have a serial killer. So he's got, he's got some really good information for a show. <laughs> Is that how you get your testosterone? You, in fact, are a serial killer? And you take it directly from the source? You're going to have to read my book. <laughs> <laughs> read the book. I said read the book. So both these people happened in the same time periods, just a few years apart. Ripper was said to be a doctor. And the reason they said he was a doctor is there's some conjecture in this, too. He would cut them open and take parts out, kidneys and cutting them out. He would sling their their intestines over their shoulder. And at the time people said, well, he had to have been a doctor. I I have a little bit of a problem with that because I'm pretty sure I can find a giant bean in a sack of meat. There's nothing better than Brent quoting himself. (laughs) You're welcome. Internet. (laughs) Holmes himself was a doctor. He graduated from the university of Michigan, though he fancied himself a pharmacist. Which he had no education on, but he was an educated doctor. And we know now that he actually killed a couple people with his pharmacy. Nice. Yeah. Well, here, take this. Oops. Wrong one. Hey, that's why it's called practice. (laughs) (laughs) 
But it makes you a little bit suspicious next time you go to Walgreens, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, so this is this is amoxicillin, huh? Okay, good, good. Uh, why? Wait, why is it? Why is it bubbling? <laughs> this is why every time I walk into a Walgreens, I grab one of the microphones and say, "Paging Mister Herman, <laughs> Mister Herman," just because I. Pretty sure he would just come up on accident yeah. if I did that. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> Where's Joe Beck? He died. <laughs> I guess it didn't pay off. We got both these guys that were killing people, and it seemed they are both killers of opportunity. We got the Ripper who killed prostitutes, and it was wham, bam, dead, gone. He'd leave. The bodies were found almost immediately. Then you've got the opportunity killings of Holmes, which was... He was taking out insurance claims on people. He was using the skeletons and selling them for for money for medical students. He was just using any way he could to get money. And it's debated whether he was doing that and the murders facilitated that or he was murdering and they just he he, he lusted for money or he lusted for murder. Was he one, was he murdering for money or was he using money to murder? Right. The the. the and to set the stage for those the the few of you that haven't listened to our other episodes, or if you're like my wife and we're like, "Hey, we're finally doing H.H. Holmes." Who? <laughs> Who? Holmes. Was- I loved his Betamax movies. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Holmes. Greased shaft. <laughs> that, that's a callback. Yo, that's what we call a callback. What you did, yeah. There. Holmes was actively murdering people and also... Bold. Could someone lethargically murder someone? <laughs> like, I mean, I think oh. active is kind of in, implied, ask, right? Ask McDonald's. Ask McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> so Holmes, is, Holmes is, is actively murdering people, setting up his murder castle in Chicago. Then all of a sudden, there's about a, a, a less than a four month period where all the canonical murders of the prostitutes happened in London that are attributed to Jack the Ripper, who was never identified. The weird part is, and we'll get into this more, the four months that theoretically someone would have needed to have traveled to London to have committed murders and then get back to a place like Chicago, no one can account for Holmes's location during that time period. And he was sued by like 60 different companies. Uh, there's a lot of paperwork trailing this man with his signatures on it, with dates on it. And that little period, no signatures from him. There were paperwork filings with his name on it, but they actually believe that his lawyers were the ones signing it because it didn't look like it wasn't his, his writing. Handwriting. Yep. And there is a ton of examples of his handwriting because, as you said, this cocksucker was sued constantly because he was a bad guy he was always defrauding people hey i'm building a hotel why don't you uh give me some some steel on credit oh nope not gonna pay you hey are we talking about blue steel yes (laughs) not to be confused Uh, with la tigra or ferrari one look one look i don't think so he did it with everything you said you were saying taking steel yeah taking steel Taking um fucking con furniture. This fucking robot interrupts me all the time. And I lose track of myself. <laughs> Good. Fuck you, cock knocker. <laughs> furniture was the other word I was searching for there. And just anyone he could, he, he was defrauding them. Moving on. Moving on. Question. Is there any evidence that Holmes didn't take out insurance policies on these hookers or... Did he have any kind of arrangement with their pimp? <laughs> and by the way, what was the pimp situation in London in the late 1800s? Right. My granddaddy was a pimp. My great, great, great granddaddy was a pimp. I'm talking about pimping been since pimping since pimping pimp, pimp, since pimping pimp, pimp. So w- w- the one thing that we can say is that both acted on opportunity. We- where they saw it, they acted. We we, we certainly... we, we Men we, of action. They are, they are men of action. Brent... What are some of the similarities between the two? 13 individual people saw the Ripper. It wasn't like he got away smooth, clean every time. They had a lot of people that were giving testimony to what he looked like, his size, his shape, things like that. And he said to be five foot seven and stocky. Well, guess what? H.H. H. Holmes or Mr. 
Herman Webster Mudgett was five foot seven and stocky. Mr. Holmes. Jack was said to be between 25 and 35 years old at the time. Holmes was 27 at the time of the Ripper murders. Mr. Holmes. Jack was said to have a mustache and high cheekbones. He was what? Mustached. He was mustachioed. He was a mustachioed fellow, one <laughs> Gentleman. might say. Can we admit, as I said before, as bad of a man he was, that mustache was majestic. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Holmes had that same gorgeous mustache and high cheekbones. Mr. Holmes. Quite a looker, one might say. Quite a looker. <laughs> they did, because I had mentioned before they had the 13 people, they at that time did a con- Posit sketch of what he looked like. And now, a few years ago, the FBI took all those personal accounts of what he looked like, put them in their computer, and they came out with a composite sketch. They take this picture that they have. What do you know? It looks just like fucking H.H. Holmes. Mr. Holmes. And Jeff Mudgett, who is a character we're going to get into a little bit, Jeff Mudgett is the great great grandson of H.H. Holmes. Mr. Holmes. <laughs> he. He took the two and superimposed them. You can look them up online, and they, they cover up each other identically. It's very close. So that is, a, a, at least in a little bit, of a uh, convincing yeah, I mean, he did a great job of resizing that, yeah. that window. Yeah. <laughs> and making the face fit on top of the face. But, Mr. Holmes. Now, I'm not giving him much. I don't want to say one, one way or not, but they do look alike. They do look alike. No, I... I, I mm-hmm. What? Well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. The accounts that I have read of Jack the Ripper sound like what H.H. Holmes looks like. The FBI composite looks like a short Mexican man. <laughs> it just does. Well, I mean, you know what's funny? Have, yes, and it's hilarious because have you seen the actual composite that's real that survives from like 1894 mm-hmm. of – like Jack the Ripper, it looks nothing like the weird FBI composite. Yeah. The FBI composite looks like a, like a short Mexican man. Well, if you consider what it looks like, even a man, it looks like some sort of strange computer generated mutant. But when you break down the features, the shape of the eyes, the cheekbones, the stuff like that, I'll give it to him. And unfortunately, in my mind, when I go to 1800s England, everyone looked like that, but every third guy had mutton chops. Like, like, that is the only well, yeah, difference. It literally, all of them look like Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. in uh, Gangs of New York. Right? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure everyone in London in 1894 won an Oscar. There's not a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Were their teeth as bad then as today? That's a special shout out to all of our UK fans. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I don't feel that way. I love you all equally. Uh. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> there is paperwork that puts Holmes in Europe around the time <laughs> of the murders. So as we said, we couldn't find paperwork that said he was definitively in America. We did find some paperwork, or we, we literally, we we were, got it, found it here. Literally, like, scrounging around the former site of the castle, like, they found paperwork. And we sent conspiracy bot to the Library of Congress. That's true. And he was promptly arrested, and no. um, Oh, I heard he was welcome with open arms, and now has a uh, lifetime membership. I finally met the ENIAC in person. So there's countless examples, as we've said, of Holmes' handwriting. He was sued ridiculous amounts, as you've alluded to, probably a lot more than people that have investigated him. Like, if you go back to our H.H. Holmes episode, we did an interview with Adam Seltzer, who has spent the last decade of his life researching H.H. Holmes. And we're going to use a few of the clips here and there by we. I mean, we're going to make Seabot do it. And and he's written two books on Holmes. Yeah. He's got a lot of definitive opinions. Yeah. So how many times was this cat sued? That that he's found. He was successful, but he always got caught. He, he usually managed yeah. to stay out of trouble, but everybody knew what he was up to after a while. I, fa- I found about 60 lawsuits. Thanks, Seabot. Handwriting analysis is easy to come by when you're talking about Holmes. Many letters are attributed to Jack. Most of them were not written by <laughs> the guy. There's like 400 fucking letters. But the from hell letter is thought to have been written by the killer himself. That is a thing that... Uh, a lot of people say, a lot of people contest. Jeff Mudgett, who's the great-great-grandson that we've talked about before, had the From Hell letter investigated, and he also took handwriting samples of Holmes. 
He had the handwriting samples compared. Well, I mean, it's his great great grandfather. Obviously, he's got. He's just got the family heirloom album, and he opens oh, yeah. it up, and <laughs> and oh look, it's great great grandpappy that was hung till he died because he murdered thirty fucking people. Well, uh, yeah, and the movie was called From Hell, so we know that that one has to be a real letter from Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious. John, we it, know that, which matched Johnny Depp's handwriting, which is odd. Well, that's the thing. So he had people from Britain. Like actual handwriting experts do it, and he also went not to Great New- Britain, Britain, not Great Britain, just Britain. And he he uh, and went to New York and had experts who use computers. As long as they weren't Welshmen, <laughs> he had computers analyze it. They both came back positive matches both times, with a ninety-seven percent likelihood to be written by the exact same person. And according to Mudget. If you were to write the same sentence twice right now and give that computer both versions of it, you could not match yourself at a 97%. That's what he said in his TED Talk. According to Brent Hand, horseshit. (laughs) But he did say that in his TED Talk. You can look it up online and go watch. And one thing and one thing only will stand out to you. It's the most fucking annoying video to watch in the world because his microphone is doing this. I was just going to say, let me actually try to, he's got one of those mics that goes right up against your face and he's kind of unshaven that day. So you can hear his facial hair as I'm talking here, scratching on the mic nonstop for a fucking hour as he's talking on his TED talk. I don't even think I'm doing it justice. So if you haven't turned the podcast off yet, that's essentially what that TED talk's like. <laughs> but worse. And but he worse. Keeps, and he, you can tell that he's a little bit nervous talking, so he keeps going and getting drinks of water yeah, and pause. pausing. He'll just stop in the middle of a fucking sentence yeah. and take like a minute to take a drink of water. And by the way, I was offended by that, not because of the drinking, but because he went and got water, unlike Brent, who goes and gets a Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. both very similar. Bring out your best. Bring out your best. Here's the other thing that's weird about that whole situation. Like, let's just go ahead and go with it and say, like, yep, you're right. 97%. You can't repeat that. Wouldn't that in itself make it seem unlikely that it's written by the same guy Right. <laughs> if all of us can't do it? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that mean it's probably an anomaly? <laughs> he was just really, really repetitive. Yeah. Like, is he trying to, like, attribute some sort of skill? So, like, Holmes and the Ripper? <laughs> Not only was he great at murder on two continents, his penmanship was amazing. Impeccable. <laughs> Impeccable. Peckable? Uh-oh. Wow. So what do you guys think? Those are some at least glaring examples of they could be the same person. I mean, two things stand out to me. One, they were both murderers uh, and, and on, a, on a large scale. Mm, indubitably. They both murdered large numbers of people. Mm. I, by large numbers of people, anything over one or two is probably a large number. Anything over zero, I yeah. think, is probably <laughs> generally large yeah. co- compared to hey, the majority of the population. One can be an accident, and don't ask me why I say that. My point <laughs> is, they both murdered large numbers of people. The Ripper was never identified, and during that time period, that four-month time period, we can't account for where Holmes was. That's where the possibilities are for me. I'm with you. This is in the news so much as, as as of late because of, as we talked in our last episode, Holmes's body is being exhumed right now as we speak, as we're recording this. They are digging his body up so they can find out whether Holmes really died or if they used a separate body and he escaped to South America. A stunt double, if you will. Stunt cock! Stunt cock! Stunt cock! <laughs> what a shitty job. Hey, you want a job as a stunt double? Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, there was supposed to be, a, if you watch the History Channel, they ran a bunch of promos for a show that was supposed to debut in April called American Ripper. And it was a documentary that was to be how H.H. H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper. And and two fledgling podcast people are like, sweet, we got to do an episode on Can't that. Can't fucking wait. Let's do an episode. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, literally, we tune in for the show that evening and they don't show it. And then we go to Jeff Mudgett's page, who 
who is supposed to be the the foremost expert on this, he's like, yeah, not sure what happened. I'll keep you all abreast of, <laughs> of the details. Yeah. But it's coming soon. They didn't show it because you two blew the doors off of this thing. I mean, we <laughs> all the, know it's true. But we hadn't even recorded it yet, If it Joe. wasn't, yeah, but they heard. If it wasn't going to be Geraldo no, Rivera, fuck, it was no. going to be Hysteria 51. How the fuck would they have heard it when it hadn't happened yet? I know. Guys, thank you, Conspiracy Bot. We established this. <laughs> they 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 found out, looped back around, and cut the show. They did it. Why 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 try to improve on perfection? So the question becomes: Is the is the History Channel going to allow this episode to release? Are we going to be silenced? Uh oh! It's the cease and desist. Well, you guys are fucking timely. <laughs> Oh, fuck, they're here again. <laughs> it seems odd that they'd use the men in black just to tell us to not do this episode. But hey, sure. <laughs> I've never understood why the men in black do what they do to be so discreet, yet they play that stupid song everywhere <laughs> they go. I don't get it. <laughs> Though I have to admit I'm jealous because I would love to have a theme song every time I walked into a room. <laughs> you do. Bum ba dum da bum ba dum da Or no, like boom ba ba boom ba ba <laughs> I feel like we need... <laughs> I feel like we need to create a a sad face. Literally, (laughs) it looks like you just saw a puppy die. (laughs) I feel like we need to create our own theme music that just says, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Don't look my way. Don't look my way. (laughs) I'm being nondescript. I'm being nondescript. (laughs) Which, by the way, you can't tell how tall this man is. I have no <laughs> distinct features. Oh, do not day. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to break. I got to go take a piss on that. When we come back. I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Or we're just going to make up more random shit about these two on Hysteria 51. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. back with more hh holmes jack the ripper fun i think that's the way to to sum mm. up those two it's the proper way to put mm. it. fun i'll have some of that john i think that's actually the official police way that they discuss mm. uh, i'd like to report a murder fun that sounds fun so brent there were a few differences between mr holmes and the ripper allegedly i, I don't really know what you're talking about i thought we already saw you know Prove that it was him, John. <laughs> they John ripped, go forth. They ripped off the mask of Jack the Ripper, uh, <laughs> Scooby Doo style. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you, damn English people. And it was John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> yes, yes. It all comes together. There are a few differences. Yeah. Brent, tell us about said differences. All right. Well, um, one of them was Jack the Ripper, the other one was H.H. Holmes. Oh, I I I was hoping you'd go a little deeper. Than oh, okay, that. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got some. We got <laughs> we got some real estate to fill here. Uh, we we talked about it previously that they both killed through opportunity. That's true, but the deaths were very very different. The Ripper killed prostitutes quickly and left the bodies as we'd stayed at homes. Killed the bodies and then used them. He sold off body Wait, he parts. He killed the bodies. He killed the people. <laughs> he killed the body. I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of was. Body I of evidence, right? For a <laughs> so he sold off body parts. He sold off the skeletal remains to schools for profit. It's like Ripper was getting out that, like, Mom, I hate you, Mom. The meatloaf. We want it now. The meatloaf. What you doing back there? <laughs> <laughs> You got Holmes. He was like, man, I need to make some quick bank. Eh, you'll do. Oh, how I've missed you, Holmes. <laughs> Holmes made people disappear. Ripper left bodies. And literally, he made them disappear. Some of them, they're like, where are they at? We we don't fucking know. Oh, they moved away. Oh, they're on a nice, nice travel to Nantucket. <laughs> like, Really? So my daughter apparently traveled to the great city of Chicago. I have been looking for her now for three years. Mr. Holmes, could you tell me where she might have gone? Well, after she signed up on this life insurance policy, she said something about always wanting to see the Orient, the mystic Orient. She got caught up in these crazy shysters, Lewis and Clark. I heard they were heading west. <laughs> Although that was 150 years ago, it sounds legitimate. No, it wasn't. It wasn't in 1740. Come on, John. <laughs> I will. I will take that, and I will go home now. Thank you for clearing Thank it up you. for that, me. That checks out. 
I'll go, I'll go home now. <laughs> home. I say good day to you, sir. That's a good day. And good day, sir. <laughs> By the way, wonderful mustache. <laughs> you may not have the looks. You may not have the dash. But you'll win yourself a girl if you've only got a mustache. Hey, it thinks a lot. Oh. <laughs> oh. So actually. Stare into it a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of good day, sir. Do you think there was ever a time at the castle when some guy with a weird castle cart <laughs> with a weird cart filled with knives stopped a boy named Charlie Bucket running by and said, nobody goes in and nobody comes out. <laughs> Do you also think that when he was done with the bodies at Castle Grayskull. <laughs> thank, thank you, Conspiracy. I was going to say the murder castle, but either way. Do you also think that there was somebody coming by said castle to pick up the bodies? Bring out your dad! Bring out, bring out your dad! Exactly. I, I mean, I know they sound British, but it could have happened in Chicago. Um, the answer to that is no. No. Moving on. Okay. Well, I mean, the rest of the, sh- <laughs> the rest of the show has been true. I appreciate you calling me out on my one falsity of the episode. <laughs> You're welcome, listener. Alternative <laughs> <laughs> facts. So Jack definitely killed out of revenge. Holmes out for money. Everything he did seemed to be the lust for wealth. Whereas Wait, Jack, what does that mean? Jack killed know. for revenge. Like revenge is in when you when you. If you listen to our old episode, I have you'll, not. You'll learn that he they think that he like hated his mother or he hated prostitutes because one gave him mm-hmm. the burns when he pees. So he was out killing these people. Well, as you revenge. identify with that. I you know, I do. I've I've read your memoirs. They think that he was doing that to to get He's back at somebody to people and he'll do awful things to you. Holmes didn't have a bone to pick with these people other than he wanted money. Well, OK, so. So one was emotional and one was motivated is by that, need. Is that 100% true, though? Because what about the three? This to- whole what thing the- is 100% true. What about? Stop the- asking questions like that. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, it's really expensive to. You were going to say the three children. The three children. The, he did not have insurance. At least it's I've really seen no expensive evidence of to, that. It's really expensive to travel with children. It's a lot cheaper to just kill them. Well, yeah. Then why set out with them? Ooh, fun. In any regard, I think I he think... was going to try to sell them. Probably, realistically, why would he have said so? Mm, Holmes Holmes took three children from someone who, who he said to the woman, "Hey, give me your children." Benjamin Peitzel's kids, who he had already murdered, they had five children. He took three of them, and he traveled with them for a little while, and then just went Meh, put them in a trunk and maybe, gassed them. Do you think maybe he went to like the black markets of America at the time? And said, hey, I've got some kids for sale. Kids for sale. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> and, and here we go. Uh, they're a little young and scrawny. We're good right now. I don't think we. No, we're not interested. Well, I, I'm, I think it went down more like, uh, what kind of insurance policy is on them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people in Vermont and uh, yeah. Canada were speaking mm. with a weird Georgia accent, but like, they hello, probably were. Hello, they probably fine were. citizen of Montpelier. I was wondering if you'd like to buy these children. What is that music I hear in the background? There is no music, John, and you can also smell burnt almonds right now. I think uh, I think you're having a, an episode. What you're saying that doesn't play every time we try to sell children. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you guys think? Are these glaring differences that make it absolutely impossible that he was there? The big differences are, no matter what, it's conjecture. No absolutely. one can no one can put him there in the right. definitive area, but no one can put him in Chicago it's either. All, no one can not put him places. Exactly. It's not. This is something you know who else I can't say where they were at that time. My great great grandfather, I'm not 100% sure where he's at. Frankly, I don't know where John Goforth was Mm. in reptile wins (laughs) in the fall of 1888. Where were you, John? My guess is you weren't in Chicago. I can neither confirm nor deny. Mm -hmm. Keep confirming and denying at all times. (laughs) Never stop. So you're probably thinking to yourselves, well, number one, why am I still listening? And number two, I'm thinking that to myself, and I'm part of this fucking (laughs) podcast. The best thing to come out of Chicago, other than encased meats, is the legend of H.H. Holmes. I would have went with deep dish pizza, but uh, yeah, you know, Holmes. 
You can go with that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Because who doesn't like Keep a going, good? Abe who doesn't like a good murder castle? Yeah, right. Uh, it, that that. That's, but was it a good murder castle? You'd walk through the floor and fall through it because it was such shoddily built. I poke holes in your story. Here's here the point I'm trying to make is I watched Webster as a child mm. and and I always loved like not the show like a little boy named Webster who lived on your pre apartment fire Webster or post living in that weird almost murder house Webster with <laughs> trap doors and that's what I'm passageways. talking about they, I mean you open up the grandfather clock and you can you can walk Climb up the ladder. stairs who wasn't jealous of that as a child Th- like, there's a dumb way I know I never had a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Brent cries. Oh, it's so well, good. Well, frankly, if we're going to bear our souls, I never had a father who was a former football player. That's like, true. Son of a gun. And I never called my mom ma'am. So <laughs> never. <laughs> Not once. And my parents were in a different race than me, which frustrated true. me to all no end. Times. Uh, no, but actually, serious question for you guys. Non-funny question. I would like. Oh, well, like to- the rest of what you've asked. <laughs> Touche. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you've got this whole situation. You have. I feel like I didn't even finish my thought, but go ahead, please. Your thought was going nowhere and we all know it. (laughs) You are never coming back on this fucking show. I know. I've known that for seven shows. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your. How do you how do you look at, at this situation and how do you weigh one versus the other of. The preponderance of non-evidence for versus the preponderance of non-evidence against. Which of the two is more compelling? Like, well, I, I think it's an interesting thing, right? I can, I can answer that 100%. The answer to that is Jeff Mudgett. Jeff Mudgett, the great-grandson of H.H. H. Holmes. I don't want to throw Jeff under a bus, but I feel like he looked at Holmes and said, man, I got this kind of... Sort of Damocles dangling over my head here. I might as well make some fucking money off mm. of it. Hey, he kind of looks like Jack the Ripper. And he did research and he found out that he couldn't prove yeah. that that his great-great-grandfather wasn't Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So guess what? It's time. Jeff is the type of guy that when they took H.H. H. Holmes and said, okay, you say you killed 27 people. We can probably put nine on you. The rest of them didn't exist or are still alive. And they're like, no, I'm good. I'm over here. Nothing to see here. Jeff says that H.H. Holmes killed hundreds, if not thousands of people. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. (laughs) She mispronounced Jeff. Yes. (laughs) Well, but here's an interesting actual audio from Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) Fact. Or alternative facts. <laughs> Here's what's interesting in that though. The one piece of that he did not invent was there were people looking at saying like, okay, could H.H. H. Holmes have been Jeff, Jack the Ripper before Jeff came along? Like there, because those people, they were Jack the Ripper has never been yeah. solved and people were grasping at straws when you've had hundreds and hundreds of people be suspects in this case i think they're just going by the way what else matches by the way since we did our two-parter on jack the ripper there have been three new books released naming brent as jack the ripper well here's my question which my wife wrote how many people (laughs) how many people have died since jack the ripper wasn't caught and where was john goforth for all of them that's my question bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for him she got jeff that that is coming out and saying this is true he puts out his ted talk that we talked about earlier and if you can get past the sound issues he paints a pretty good picture well then you got our good friend adam i mean he didn't paint in the ted talk let's not create a false hope for all the people that are gonna go watch a crappy ted talk here (laughs) (laughs) and it is a TEDx. Let's let's yeah. be clear. Oh, independent TED talk. So then our good friend Adam Seltzer, who we had on the HH Holmes episode, and we've we've kind of done some drop-ins with. If you Google him, you can watch him on 
YouTube. He's talked in multiple forums, and one that I liked was from the Kankakee Public Library. It's a public library right outside of Chicago, and he did a whole talk on H.H. H. Holmes, and he went into Jeff Mudgett on The there. great city of Kankakee. Train rolls out of Kankakee. By the way, does anyone else call him Mudge Dog? Because that's what I call him. <laughs> oh, Mudge Dog over here. Oh, oh, Jeffy Mudge Dog. <laughs> or sometimes I call him Mudgy Waters when we're out partying, but that's only in certain scenarios. Oh. I, I I literally give up. And so Adam <laughs> says that Jeff is a nice guy, but he kind of seems to maybe be embellishing a little bit. He doesn't exactly say that. It's an interesting outlook to see two people who, who are diametrically opposed. Someone who's going to try to sell you on the fact that H.H. H. Holmes is the devil himself, and he probably killed your grandma. And Adam, on the other hand, who's going, yeah, this guy was a bad dude. But he's overhyped like a motherfucker. Adam's like, go read my book. I'll tell you how this probably isn't the case. And he didn't say that to us. I'm reading between the lines. What's your takeaway? Your final thoughts? Like, if you could tell people that their only, you know, knowledge of Holmes is the, de- you know, the devil in the white city and what right. they've seen and heard through the grapevine. Like, what do you want them to take away? Uh, Holmes is sort of one of the new great American tall tales. And like all great tall tales, there's a kernel of truth behind it. But really, when you really get into it, it's sort of a a lesson in how we react to the media, how we remember media stories. Nobody was going to pay for his confession if he only confessed to killing one person. (laughs) He had to (laughs) make more of a – well, he ended up confessing to killing 27, several of whom were still alive at the time. But he never – he never confessed that horse theft in Texas. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not that shit. (laughs) Mudget? is like, well, my great-great-grandfather was H.H. Holmes. How can I profit on that? Exactly. I, and I, it, that might not be fair, but that's that's what I believe. I, I I think he's just coming through with, all right, I can turn this into a career. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Joe? Like, where do you, where do you, you find yourself falling on the H.H. The Holmes, Jack the Ripper, same person, not the same person? What are you feeling? I think it's really interesting because you've got, I mean, to – to kill someone is a weird thing. There's not that many people in the world. That's opinion, but keep going. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> Actually, Brent, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue with you, which I do rarely on the show. <laughs> it's not, I'm not wrong because it is weird because statistically it's an abnormality. The majority of people have not killed someone. But to kill lots of people? Like, which I would consider five lots, let alone whatever amount H.H. H. Holmes. Wait, I thought we killed. decided before that one was a lot. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about five versus whatever H.H. H. Holmes did. I'm saying five's a lot. One's a lot. I agree. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's you look at that and you say, okay, at the same exact period of time in two cities that certainly were accessible to each other, if not, you know. Every, I mean, I guess everyone in Chicago wasn't hanging in London and vice versa. I know a, I summered in London in the 1800s. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy that that stuff was happening and that you have a guy you know killed all these people in Chicago who disappeared for these multiple months where all this stuff happened in London. So I don't know. I, I, I find it an interesting thing. And what I don't like is the concept of trying to like say, oh, no, that can't be the case just because, oh, well, they were killed in a different way. Don't buy into that. I've said this before on the show. The irrationality of taking a human life. Like, I don't buy into like trying to apply. You're not into that. modus operandi. That's exactly right. I wasn't going to use the in the no terms, but John, you're on it. But here's one other thing. Well, I am an expert, so there's one other thing I want everyone to understand. Oh Lord. There is clear evidence, documented evidence in the mammal world of <laughs> orcas killing great white sharks and oh, eating yeah. their livers. Yeah. With some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Jack the Ripper, whoever that may have been, Jack the Ripper killed <laughs> hookers and harvested certain organs for reasons unknown. Was Jack unknown. the Ripper an orca? <laughs> My only question, and I'm out. I'd like to pick up on your your math question because it really boils down to logistics. 
ultimately, mm. this is this is a supply chain question. Yep. Um, <laughs> you said, you know, Jack the Ripper, according to the canon, only killed five prostitutes. I didn't say the word only. Five prostitutes, <laughs> and you said, well, okay, that's a that's a relatively small amount as compared to what we believe. That H. H. Holmes, what you believe, keep going. Wait, wait a minute. When did, when did I say that was small? Like I didn't say any of these things. Comparatively speaking, just work with me. Um, <laughs> pretend I'm in. like keep going. I'm in. <laughs> I'm the I'm the putty. You're the hands. Let's get in this. <laughs> My point being, it's a logistics problem. He only had a small amount of time in London. He could only kill five prostitutes without getting discovered. He had to go escape and, you know, be on his merry way and, and put all the wax in his mustache. I mean, a our friend Adam told us, told us about the wax in his mustache. Play the clip, Conspiracy Bot. When he was uh, first studying in Burlington, Vermont, he had a landlady who later told newspapers that Holmes absolutely beat the hell out of his roommate because the roommate borrowed his mustache wax without asking. <laughs> but you don't tug on Superman's cape, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you don't borrow H.H. H. Holmes' mustache wax. I mean, it, w it was one hell of a mustache. We, If nothing else, we got to give him that. It was a resplendent mustache yeah. and according there's a, there's a lost photo that there were some drawings of in newspapers that, that makes it look like at one point it was even more resplendent see what i mean so if you're waxing your mustache the whole time you you have to get back to chicago to finish your murder castle castle Grayskull. you have to finish yep. that motherfucker and get that mustache trimmed because you can't trust london for that i mean there's only so many prostitutes you can kill mm -hmm. so it completely and 100 percent makes no sense. Never mind. I, w I was on a roll. I was enjoying myself. But no, this is fucking bullshit. I, I hope you enjoyed the show, but we've completely wasted your time. Thank you. That's definitive right there. That's a statement. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going to do something and I'm going to hate myself for it. But John, I agree 100%. <laughs> this is such fucking horseshit. Nah, hey, hey. Prove me wrong. Good for you. I find absolutely zero chance that some fucking guy from Chicago who wasn't even a prolific serial killer, he was a bumbling asshole who got caught repeatedly and was a, an opportunity killer for money, vacationing in London, just killing for f fucking revenge or angry, changed his whole MO, everything about himself. No. I think that Mudget is maybe Mudget 100% believes this. Mudget is in Jeff, not Herman Webster. <laughs> Aging Mister Herman, Mister Herman believes this 100%. And um, you know, I, whether he does or not, I don't know. It might be a money grab. But you know what? We will know soon whether or not he actually died. Because as we've stated before, yes. they are exhuming the body right now. They have 120 days to finish all testing. And, and what are we, like 20-ish well, I mean, days yeah, into much. that 120 days? I mean, let's I be clear. Un unless the man is over 150 years old, we do know he definitively died. Well, we don't False. know where. We do not know where. Vampires. And that's true. <laughs> he went to South America. Everyone knows the covens are thick well, and strong there. Voodoo Especially is turn of the crazy century. strong down there. There you go. Voodoo? Voodoo. You do. By the way, how in the world did I, I end up I on a show I, where you two agreed and I'm the only one propagating an ex a conspiracy theory? This is madness. <laughs> well, we figured for your last show, we need to at least let you have a forum. It is. It actually is. I'm announcing to the people of the world, you will never have to hear from me again. <laughs> so, until next time. Pets. On this motherfucking show. Party. God bless it. This sounded like a fun episode. It's horse shit. It's horse shit. It was shit. a fun episode. It was a fun episode to do. I'm just telling you that the people that are, they're just grasping at straws. Straws made of money, maybe, but the straws nonetheless. Yeah, but straws made of money are known as Coke straws. Mm. I mean, and I'm it? a Coke fan, Um, not Pepsi. Ooh. Pepsi's a little too sweet for me. I like Coca-Cola. Classic. Ah, understood. Understood. Hysteria Nation, what do you think? We want you to literally go to Hysteria Nation on Facebook right now and tell us if we're idiots. Well, I mean, we obviously are. But specifically on this topic, do you think that there's a possibility that H.H. H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper? Tell did, us why. Did we miss the smoking gun? 
did we completely blow your mind on this? And, and now you're a Jeff Mudgett fanatic and you're going on tour with them like the dead. They'll call you Mudgett heads. Listeners, <laughs> rise up. Follow me. You know H.H. <laughs> Holmes was Jack the Ripper. Join me. I'll provide the pitchforks and torches. Come along. <laughs> We're burning the castle. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. We're storming the murder castle. Come with me. <laughs> so as John said, you can find us on Hysteria Nation on Facebook and also at Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 pod. And also on that Hysteria 51 pod Twitter at Hysteria 51 pod. Let us know your thoughts on this and why you're letting us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on the show by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes. Go in there, give us a five-star review because you know in your heart I deserve it, whether John does or not. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. It really helps people discover the show. And if you want us to hear it while you're at it, you can leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. I command you to leave us a voicemail. No, but I beg of you, leave us a voicemail. If you leave us a review on iTunes and you direct message us that you did so, we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll send you a couple stickers, maybe a handful, a plethora, plethora. All you need to do is leave us a review, send us a message, give us your address. We promise that Joe will not show up at your house. We almost promise that Joe won't show up at your house. <laughs> we we 70% promise that Joe will not show up at your house. And speaking of addresses, if you can't remember any of these addresses or anything like that, you can always find us at hysteria51.com. Links to all our social media, pictures of us if you want to stare longingly at us. You can send messages to Conspiracy Bot. You can find his Twitter. You can even see a picture of Joe and just feel bad for him. Yeah, you don't want to look at that. And don't forget Mr. Seltzer. Well, Adam, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we, we'll let all of our listeners know about your book and, and make sure they check it out. They, they can find bo both the novel and the book on Amazon? Uh, yeah, Amazon or wherever books are sold. If they don't have it in stock, they can order it. So with that said... I've been Brent. I've been John. Hi. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.